this last Neasy News Cycle. Ethnic Castings. About time or too much of a good thing? We'll investigate this disturbing trend of reverse racism in this week's last week's top story. Stay tuned for our decidedly short report. Are blacks in America only 72% equal to white America? Or are white Americans just 28% better than black Americans? I'll be the judge. Cracker ass crackers. And as it turns out, Sigma Alpha Epsilon teaches that racist chant about hanging black men from trees at their national leadership events. White supremacy looks within its own fraternal orders. And of course, the this or that's these is out May 12th. We'll be banging that release date again for you at the bottom of the show. Keep it locked right here on TNPS. United States of Earth. Welcome to the Neasy Please Show. I am your host, Neasy Please, reporting in Washington. We begin tonight with this. What the hell's going on with minorities taking over television and the movies worldwide? More and more white actors and actresses are struggling to get the roles of color that they used to be cast as. No longer is it appropriate to wear your black face and your afro wig and your black fist raised while parodying the racial characteristics of African peoples. It's not okay, boss. Hide it, hide it, hide it, no. No longer can pale face white man wear red makeup on face with feather in hair that sticks straight up like antenna, pretending to be dumb Indian. Although using native peoples for mascots still gets a big fat green light pass in this country. Still working on that one. No longer can Guaylo wear big dumb glasses on face with big dumb fake teeth and mouth pretending to be a Chinese. And do you know how hard it is for a Swede from California to become the Prince of Persia these days? Bruh, it's like, fuck, I totally know about Arabia and shit. I mean, damn, can a cracker-ass cracker get the role as the motherfucking king of Egypt in 2015 without these niggas getting all kinds of pissy when an Australian made nabs the role? Times is getting welfare dinkum over rice. God, and these minorities are everywhere. I know, they're fresh off the boat doing Asian sitcoms and coloring up the place with blackish-leaning TV series. Nigga, this ain't the get-along gang. I want my TV white. I need my movies white. I need my TV stars white. I want my white TV. With all white cast betraying all white stories, all the white day, all the white week, all the white folks' time. I need white movies. What's going to happen to all the white audiences out there once white TV goes away? I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to start acting like the coloreds, eating chicken and rice and lamb chops and burritos. Did I cover all the races? I think I did, basically, right? 
But I digress. They're going to start acting like us coloreds or they're going to start resorting to classic white literature like The Three Musketeers and Othello and or The Great Gatsby. Even throw an American classic in there. But what the fuck am I supposed to do with a diverse cast? Huh? What's your boy please he's supposed to do? Huh? Am I supposed to be thoroughly entertained in a way that makes my reflection, my identity feel included in a way that's a healthy part of our theatrical American lexicon? Helping tilt the mirror of fiction slightly up and towards a true reflection of our society? Oh, well, then I'm supposed to enjoy seeing a multi-ethnic cast depicted in a way that is absolutely most accurate in terms of portraying our planet's inhabitancy. Hmm. But what the hell are we supposed to do without white hero iconography to save us, y'all? Huh? I want to know. And let's just leave biblically unsubstantiated white heroes like Moses out of this for the moment. What's that? Imaginary Moses was actually black in those stories? Hmm. You learn something new every day. Well, hell, are we just going to start casting black folks as the new James Bond? Huh? Niggas going to play Nick Fury? Huh? What's next? A black Green Lantern? Come on, man. White audiences will never accept this. Roles being given to racially diverse actors and actresses are just too much for a white person's psyche to handle. It could never be that white studio execs and casting directors underestimate a white audience's capacity for sharing multi-ethnic portrayals of society in their living rooms or up on the silver screen. Because if that's the case, white folks, you should be rightfully offended, regardless of how the pilot or private screening tested statistically. So I suppose next we'll be voting for black presidents, right? They said that would never happen. Just like when a few sexist fanboys bellyached, bitched, and moaned when Marvel announced their new female Thor comic, only to watch those issues be sold at record rates. And just like those who are in the know realize that if your ass is too tight to recognize that, white audiences have been ready to start integrating multi-ethnic personas on the big screen and the little screen. And if you don't know that, then you should probably go get a job pinching butter knives between your tight ass because that would be the best occupation for you. Well, I know that white audiences are more than comfortable with seeing a broad spectrum of multi-ethnic identities in the media. And if they're not, fuck them. There's hella people of color that'll watch them shits instead. But there's no way you're convincing me that it's just us black folks who's watching Martin reruns on MTV like they just came out. White folks love Martin reruns. You know you guys do. Tell you what, white folks. Y'all better rebel, dissent, and question the authority of stupid syndications that seem to think diversity frightens you while attempting to sucker you out of your sympathies for white entertainers in an industry dominated by white people because otherwise these detached, vapid critics will have you all breaking out the sad music anytime you're reminded of your inherent privileges as white people in a world media sphere historically dominated and exploited by white folks over anything and everything. I got your too much of a good thing right here. As always, you can feel free to email me via Neezy at Pleasey.com. Or you can check me out on Twitter via at Please. I'm on Facebook via Please, both the band page as well as the person. And I'm also on Instagram under plain old please. We got that shit circulating up on SoundCloud. Don't be scared to hit that shit. Circulating up on the SoundCloud, baby. Hit that candy like heart button. Show that you love your boy Neezy. Please, please know that I love you too. Music, politics, and bullshit. Let's keep it cracking. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to do the Neezy news. That's last week's news this week. Stay tuned. www.pleasy.com Welcome back to the Neezy Please Show. 
As always, moving at the time tested and bona fide speed up 100% genuine true colored people time. We're taking it back to last week's news this week, and then we're going to tell you what to keep an eye out for in the week ahead. You are now listening to the Neezy News. Keep it locked right here on the Neezy Please Show. Today is Monday, March 30th. Tuesday, March 31st for those downloading this podcast. Let's do the weather. Today was beautiful, y'all. Tonight is cloudy. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is going to bring a chance of rain. Back in the day today, this happened, ain't no forgetting it. 1953, Albert Einstein announces his revised unified field theory. And in 1970, Miles Davis's Bitches Brew was released. History was made. And finally, in 1988, Michael Jackson and Whitty Hooten win awards at the second annual Soul Train Awards. You got that soul? All right, y'all, real talk real quick. My homegirl, Chana Lindley T., she passed away suddenly over the weekend. Friends and family and my crew are all pretty heartbroken over this. She leaves behind a husband and a family and a ton of friends in her way. Chana was just a real sweetheart. And she was also an OG member in Seattle's infamous Stoop crew, one of the baddest chicks in our crew, hands down. She remains our angel now in heaven. Chana, even though we're now closer than ever, it's hard to imagine ever hearing your voice again or seeing your warm face greet me as I enter the club. So until we rendezvous again at that big stoop crew barbecue in the sky, you should know that we'll miss you. We'll always love you. I got links up on the website for how folks can contribute to Chana's funeral expenses. Her family didn't expect this. Her friends didn't expect this. Uh, please stop and make a donation to the China Tea Memorial Fund. Any contribution will do. Every little bit helps, y'all. Rest in peace, Chana. We got you, baby. Stoop crew, nigga what? All right, let's move on to the Neasy News. What we got, what we got. The Huffington Post reports that black America is 72% equal to white America. A study conducted by the National Urban League finds that black Americans fare worse than their white peers across a variety of indicators, including economic, social justice, and overall equality. Doy. While a lot of Americans would like to dismiss these type of statistics as those lazy blacks just can't get it together, those of us who are respectful of our American legacy realize that this here is what you get after 400 years of conspiracy and discrimination. And after 400 years of treachery, I think it's safe to say that studies will conclude crackers love to hold us down. Say it one more again so they know you ain't lying, pleasey. Crackers like to hold us down. Moving on. Hey, folks, remember last week's story about Sigma Alpha Epsilon singing There Will Never Be a Nigger in SEA to the tune of If You're Happy and You Know But Clap Your Hands? Well, guess what? That was not an isolated incident. Yep, that was actually something that those guys had learned four years ago at a national SAE leadership event. Because racism is taught, not inherent. That's right, you gotta train those white boys how to hate niggas early. Every great bigot has been taught by a bigoted leader. Because with great hatred comes hateful responsibility. What? Jonathan Capehart from the Washington Post says that there's no point in demanding an apology if we don't have an open mind and heart to accept it. My only bag is that I'd never requested an apology from Levi. Levi can go and fuck himself. I don't want an apology. Like, that's who he is. It's what he is. I don't need an apology from bigots. I don't need to make them feel better. I don't need to have a fucking pity party parade when people get caught 
doing things that really are hurtful. Mean-spirited, not with love and jest in their heart, but with malice and fucking venom. And you can tell the difference. And these guys were singing about lynching a black man from a tree versus letting them play tennis in their goddamn club to the tune of if you are happy and you know it, clap hands. I don't need an apology from some piece of shit like that. There are more worthwhile souls to worry about than Levi. Levi, if you're listening, you can take your apology and go fuck yourself with it. But I do wish you the best. But you can beg forgiveness from these nuts, nigga. Moving on. What else we got? Um, I'm going to skip through these shits rather quick. Like, what do we got? Ferguson phenomena. Police and courts have been bullying and tariffing residents in the Missouri area. Are we surprised by this? Is this happening nationally? Yes. Moving on. What else we got? A retired DA has apologized to a man that has been exonerated and since released that he had put on death row. That's right. Just shy of 30 years, this former DA had went out for a round of drinks three decades ago to celebrate putting an innocent man on death row. And now he's apologizing to that man. Now, I don't know if your mind's eye filled in the blank, but that man that he apologized to that he put away for 30 years of his life, of course he was black. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Our oppressors are so pious, so virtuous. All he did was condemn a man to 30 years of hard time on death row. God, it was so nice of him to apologize that he deserves a virtual no-ward cookie. Well, thank you, XDA guy. Here's your virtual no-ward cookie. Sleep tight. Moving on. What else we got? Cops beat a black man in Michigan and sprinkle crack on him. I think that Dave Chappelle covered that adequately in his 2000 comedy special, Killing Them Softly. Too bad that that is still happening in 2015. What else do we got? Stephen A. Smith says that... Blacks should vote GOP because we give away our vote to the Democrats and then no one fulfills our interests because Democrats know that they automatically have our vote and Republicans aren't actively competing for it and that leaves no one serving our interests. You know, it's a good theory. I just don't know if it's sound logic. Not that a sure shot for the Democrat vote is... Bottom line, no one's going to give a fuck until we do. Moving on, what else we got? Looks like Indiana's passed a legal discrimination law. So basically, if you have a business now in Indiana and you're like, oh, you know what, guess what? Gays, totally against my religion. Interracial marriages, also against my religion. Guess who's not baking you a cake for your wedding? Go fuck off. So that's basically the new law in Indiana. And I am very proud that Washington State will be joining other states and cities with regards to opposing this law. And I am also very, very proud of the ban on state-funded travel that we are imposing on Indiana. Indiana, you've been boycotted. But if I get booked for a show and you guys got my money, I might have to stop through. I'm just saying. What? There's hip-hop and cyberpunk anarchists in Indiana? Moving on says here that looks like the TSA has put out an official memo that they will no longer be patting down black women's hair. TSA can't pat down black women's hair anymore, but it doesn't say anything about patting down black men's hair. Until we get confirmation, 
I better wear my turban. Don't want to bring unnecessary attention to myself. Wait a minute, wasn't that a skit off of Boondocks? What, they think we got the bomb here, Gerald? Explosives on our head? Damn, is this life imitating art or art imitating life? I can't tell the difference. It's one and the same. Moving on. Tesla's got self-driving Model S Sudans. What the fuck is up with that? Robocars. Life is really turning into Minority Report. Let's just hope they don't start incarcerating us light bearers for the paradigm we plan to crack open. And finally, let's wrap up with the world not at Cold War 3. What we got, what we got. Bashir Assad is in Syria, motherfucking killing people left and right. His country's in civil war to this day. It's helped to destabilize Iraq and the Levant. Syracia. And there are interests galore participating in reshuffling the deck of power with regards to the Middle East. All the motherfuckers is trying to redraw the map. With Serakia being at the heart attackia, cardiacia, center of it all. So you got to remember that Assad's being backed by Russia, who also is in part being backed by China because they rest on each other's borders. They don't want no beef there. It's complicated. And that's not to mention the destabilization slightly to the south of the Sub-Sahara. Nigeria, as they struggle to vote with Boko Haram, going Boko nutty, blowing up fucking polling boxes and shooting people and basically just terrorizing motherfuckers and being uncooperative, militant, madmen, militia. Boko Haram is just mad because Western education no longer includes the kidnapping of women and children and turning them into sex slaves. They liked it better when it worked that way. Which leads us into In the Week Ahead. Keep a lookout for a climax to the Iran nuclear disarmament negotiations and for more police state policies to politically unravel. This story ain't going nowhere anytime soon. War is over if you want it. And finally, gotta take that time for the this or that's a two-part EP starting with these. Official release date equals May 12th. Be on the lookout for these promos. Holla! And that's the Neasy Please Show for now. I'd like to thank our listeners for being with us. You can catch this show again next week, y'all. You can always learn more by visiting www.pleazie.com. That's www.pleazie.com. Keep an eye out for what we post in the future. More on that in future shows. Please feel free to leave comments on the Neasy Please Show iTunes podcast page and be sure to join us every week to see what's really good with new Northwest music via www.pleazie.com. We hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week with more music politics and some bullshit motherfuckers as always i'm easy please and i'm wishing you love peace and the pursuit of happiness get it